Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. On today's episode, we have Jill DeWitt uh, on our show. We're just really excited to have her. She's done like, what, 16,000 transactions? Yes. <laughs> A lot of transactions, a lot of transactions over the years. So she's a master, right? She's learned something about this. And, you know, we we go through a lot of different things, but I think was most appreciative, especially in today's market, is, is direct mail effective still? And we've heard different opinions, or I, in my circles, we talk about different things and people have different opinions about that. And she just gives some great insight into direct mail, the effectiveness of how she's approached her, her um, potential customers, and just gives some great tips and strategies that are, are game changer. Yeah. And she's in California. So she wholesale uh, properties that are, are like a million dollars. And so it's a different, different ball game. And with the direct mail, I think she's like the queen of direct mail because she really mastered the, the science and the secret sauce. And she share a couple of like great tips. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we think that, you know, we need to send the letter six, seven times. I don't know. I heard different things. She sends once. Yeah. And what differentiates them is really how she connects with them so on the letter she sends the letter with an offer so she always based everything on a heavy heavy data Mm -hmm. so i don't want to talk more about it and give everything here because i'm so excited about it but this episode is really for you guys that are looking to do mailing and efficiently mailing so check it out welcome back ladies this is liz and this is andressa and welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show. And uh, we are into the new year. So hope all is well happening around your world. Ladies listening that as we kicked off uh, 2020. So uh, we want to, you know, really in- in- invite, not invite, we want to welcome Jill. I'm like, hello, new year, babbling already, uh-huh. but that's okay. Um, <laughs> Jill, <laughs> Jill, so excited to have you on our show. We, you know, Thank really- you. We're excited to jump into your story. You have such an amazing story. And uh, and Justin and I are so excited to, you know, just grateful that you're here with us. So thank you. Thank you. Me also. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited too. There's not a it's there's not a lot of women in our world and I'm I'm excited to talk about this with you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and that's our, you know, we're we're really serving that 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 woman that is either starting or also scaling their business. And maybe they've been doing one form of investing and now they're getting into something different. So yeah, really, you know, trying to serve women in those ways. So uh, awesome. So as we kick things off, we always like to connect with with all you amazing women listening, and we thank you for listening. And uh, Andres, I think it's my turn to just share a quick little snippet of something useful for, um, you know, for, for, for business. So what's going on? You know, a lot is going on, which is, which is, you know, we, we could always make two lists, right? The things that are going well in our life and, and, and the other list, right? So, um, you know, I have to say, you know, I always have this really, this nervousness about using new apps. You know, sometimes when I talk, I feel like I'm 95 because I'm like, I don't want to use another app or I don't want to use a new technology. But I've always had this like, um, I love them once I'm using them, but I've always like, ah, is it really going to help? And then I got to learn it and everything like that. So, um, you know, we've been using Calendly for a while now. 
uh, you know, you could use a free account, anything scheduling. I mean, it's not anything new that I'm telling anyone. But when you upgrade to Calendly, I guess that's the pro or the premier or whatever it is, um, Andres and I were like, you know what, we want to upgrade because we can use some of the features that we weren't using. So we did that. And I have to tell you, mm. it has cut down on my amount of follow-up. Like it's really automated the process. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm excited by that because I think we all need to look at what do we do repeatedly that can get automated, you know, and obviously growing a team and hiring a team, hiring people to help you is one piece, but also just the things that we do sometimes can be automated. Not everything, uh, obviously, but, but some things. And I was just so excited. I put some really cool templates in this calendar. I feel Look like at I'm, you. you know, hello, Look 2020. At you. I know, right? Oh my gosh. You got to know me though. My ears. <laughs> you got to know me because I'm not the most automated type of thinking person. I have strengths. That's probably not one of them. So, so anyway, I was just, I just want to, I invite you to look at some of those scheduling um, apps. They're not just helpful for obviously scheduling uh, calls, but they actually have built in kind of like communication templates that you can create and then you can follow up with people and really have a, a neat onboarding process where it's not just you sending emails. So I don't know. I just thought that was cool and wanted to share that. I love that. And, and, you know, I just want to acknowledge you because you always say, uh, oh, I'm not good at SOPs, but lately you were just into it, not just with Calendly, but other things you're always asking like, okay, how can we automate this? Or how can yeah. we better the, this, this portion? Yeah. And, and it's just great. You don't need to be the best of it, but just be open to, to try it out. And I think that, that yeah. that's what you're doing. I'm very excited. Where, well, thank where this you. is going. <laughs> thank you. And it's music to your ears. So it helps it you. <laughs> yes. Selfishly, okay. yes. That's right. Selfishly, it helps you. I know. I know where you're coming from. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> so Jill, so excited to have you on the show. You know, we've, uh, you. we always open our, our episode have already, having already introduced you, but there's nothing like hearing it from the person in terms of your story, because your story is your story and it's not my story. It's not Andres' story. So we always like to ask women, what propelled you to get involved in real estate investing? And, uh, you know, how did you begin? Uh, I grew up in Southern California. <laughs> and those who can see this. Jealous. Can hashtag jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I live at the beach. I, and how I feel so lucky every single day. But growing up here, I was kind of always around it. And my dad, um, as a corporate pilot, was flying these guys around, chartering for people that were, and I later figured out, it was all real estate. At the end of the day, all these guys making big bucks around here in Southern California were real estate. Anyway, fast forward, I got into, uh, an air, I got into the airline industry, um, got into sales. Uh, I became a pilot, and I thought I was going to go that path when I met my business partner, who was, was full-on investing, had been doing it since the 90s, and I, we just kind of joined forces and it just came naturally to me. I love this. So started out doing, um, jumping into his business, which was at the time, primarily flipping rural vacant land. We got into houses and now we do all kinds of other things that we'll get into. Um, and I just, I just love it. I have, I'm, have no fear. Um, the deals that I'm doing now, I started out doing real little deals, of course, you know, he was kind of my partner was very good. He was very smart. He tested me on some little deals, mm -hmm. which uh, I turned $500 and $1,800. And I just kept doing that and said, all right, we need to add some zeros here. And now I know we'll talk about it more. The deals that we're doing today are, are huge. And then as a little side thing, 
it grew into this whole thing called Land Academy and House Academy, where now we're able to share our business model with other people. And what it's done is create a huge investor network that we're all doing deals together. And it's mm. great. That's awesome. I yeah. want to, I want to do like a quick side note here, Liz. I talked okay. to you, Liz, about this specific subject yesterday. So for years and years, I have this thing in my head that I want to get my, my pilot license. Oh, <laughs> it's like, even like, just to think about <laughs> it, it just bring me, and you're talking about somebody that can barely go in a roller coaster, but I have <laughs> this dream about having my, uh, go figure, right? My pilot yes. license. And then and dress it, you can do it. Listen, yesterday, it was so funny. I got an email and I swear the person mis mistake me from somebody else, but somebody <laughs> writing an email about a new version of a, of a airplane and, and talking about <laughs> license to become a pilot. And I was like, you totally got the wrong person here, but anyway universe okay it's a sign it's a sign and then i was like i don't know anybody in this field what are you oh. trying to tell me and then today here we are, Here we are. second sign it. oh my gosh and i didn't oh. even know because it's it's not like something that i read for you and i was like wait Universe, you're striking again. <laughs> so we need to talk about it <laughs> another another time. But for for you right now in real estate, talk walk us through if you remember uh, your first deal. How did it feel to really like break the ceiling and just start? Because sometimes you overthink. We overanalyze and then we get stuck in this overwhelming feeling. So how did you overcome that and got started? Well, I am so blessed and so lucky that I have a phenomenal partner that had a great system and I just pretty much enhanced the system. And it was great because he's got the front end figured out. He knows how to find the data, get the offers, basically make my phone ring. And where I came in was I did all the stuff that he hated, which was talking on the phone, talking with the sellers, talking with the buyers, getting stuff sold and done. So, and I remember my first deal, it was uh, back in the day, we were doing a whole lot of deals on eBay. This is so interesting because wow, at the time, um, hmm. he and his little company was the number one uh, real estate sales with, you know, numbers in eBay. He got invited to all the events. He met Meg Whitman and did all of that hmm. stuff. It was before me, but they were killing it in eBay. And before I came along, that's when some things started to take a slump. We all know what happened. Um, and it, it, it hurt sales a little bit. So I came along and it was never dead. It's just, we had to relook at things. And he said, Hey, threw me a property and said, let's see what you can do. I, I've heard you. I know how capable you are selling in the industry that you're in now. Let's see how you do with this. And I'm like, all right. I, I just have a natural, maybe that's part of the pilot thing too. <laughs> I have no fear. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, good, bad, or otherwise, I'll just go, all right, here we go. So he gave me some properties. And I remember that first one, it was like a, somebody bought $500. It's like, you know, if Jill screws it all up, who cares kind of thing. And I'm like, all right. 
and I'm just starting to churn these deals. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I kind of just doing what you told me. And I, next thing I knew, I, you know, churned these little deals into, you know, 10,000, 20,000, $40,000 in a bank account that I just, just let it sit there. And it's like, all right, we need to make some changes. <laughs> so here we are. Wow. And how, if you like take a screenshot of your reality today, how does that look like compared to where you, where you were before? You know, that's a, such a good question. I feel like I'm still kind of doing the same thing, but instead of dealing with, you know, things that I'm selling for $1,800, I'm selling them for $1.8 million. And, and so the margin's bigger, you know, it's not this margin, it's this margin, which is great. And I love it. But the concepts and the things that we're doing now hasn't changed. Mm. Yeah. It's like tried and true. So let's go yeah. back to, to kind of flipping, um, you know, rural, you know, rural vacant land, right? Cause that's sounds like, you know, I don't know if you call it wholesaling or flipping. It's an area that I'm less familiar with, but in essence, right. You're, you're, you're in the middle of you're, you're finding it and then yeah. you're, you're flipping it. Correct. Is that the right? Yeah. Okay. So talk us through that a little bit. I mean, and, and I'm curious, is that still a very, I would imagine since you have education and support for, for your community, that it's still a large opportunity um, in, oh in, in different parts of the country. So walk us through just that general strategy, you know, in terms of, okay. of land. I know we've had, we've talked a little bit about it on our podcast, but quite honestly, it's not a, the most common topic that we have. You know, we have t- tons of people talking about apartment building and multifamily, which is great. But, but quite honestly, we love introducing different things to the women listening because we need to be mindful of all these different strategies and these different niches. So just walk us through it a little bit. And so what we're doing and what we do applies to everything. So even though we do, we still do lots of land. We also do SFRs. And I do multi-tenant buildings, especially, by the way, here in California. I mean, that's the things that I'm really doing right now every day is I'm finding uh, duplexes or single-family homes that are zoned for 6, 8, 12, maybe beyond units. And we are those are the assets that I'm buying and I'm selling to the developers to do it. Mm. And that's so great. So the core mm-hmm. thing is... Uh, the way that we get the deals and the fact that we buy them undervalued the day that we buy them. So my partner, I'm so blessed. Um, his name is Steven. Um, he is the master at uh, putting together data, picking a county, picking an area, picking uh, zoning even. We do have a partner, a person in our group that we partner with too that's actually on the inside track here where we are in Southern California. So he really knows, you know, his stuff too. So we they work together. We get the assessor data. We, he, this is all Stephen, of course, puts together these offer letters and gets them out in the mail. That's the thing. And then the people call us back. So let me back up. So we have, we are the only licensed provider of all the three top data aggregators. And that's what we use. Data uses heavy list lifting. Um, we use DataTree, which is First American Title. We use RealQuest Pro, which is uh, CoreLogic. And then we have Title Pro, which is Black Knight Financial Services. We probably all use the version or Agent Pro. We've all used versions of that probably for some things. But basically, we use all this data, put it together, figure out who we want to target, and we send out blind offers with a dollar amount 
down to the penny and it makes people think. They open up mm. the mail, they see our offers, mm. they can look us up. It's a really professional, it's not like a silly postcard, I want to buy your house or anything random like that because all you can do is get everybody calling you back and they all want to sell for retail and that's not what I want. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm really trying to smoke out who really wants to sell and in my price range and I make it easy for them. So they get these offers, they open them up and they go, wow. And like what's happening, I'll just tell you what I'm doing right now. I'm sending out offers for maybe $985,000, right? And the home is worth in its current condition or, or the property is worth in its current condition 1.4, 1.3, something like that. I've already got my buyers lined up, by the way. I'm kind of already putting, I'm just kind of putting in orders. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to lock in that deal. And I might even, I have wiggle room in there too. What if I even come up to a million, that number sings to them. Great. Cause we all know it's worth 1.3 in its current condition today. So we buy it. I try and sell it to my seller and I don't, but I don't sell it at 1.3. I sell it at 1.1, 1.2, somewhere in there. So I make some money, they make some money and they're still going to make even more money because what they're going to do is, you know, basically probably tear it down, put in, you know, make it its highest and best use and really kill it. And the beautiful thing is these guys love me. They're, they just are like, okay, Jill, I need, I need 10 more. And that's what's going on right now. I need 10 more. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. And this zip code, go do it. And, and they don't want to do the front end. They don't, they don't want to do the part that I'm doing. They're like, you know what? Cause I said this, I'm like, look, everybody, I have the data. I can, I can hook you up with the data. I right. can do the stuff like, you know what? You're good at it. Go, keep going. And that's wow. what I do. So Jill, let me break it down. So for the data that you're getting, how are, what type of data is that? Is that foreclosure? Is that distressed seller? How, how you are dividing it? It's assessor data and it's very specific zoning that we want in a very specific zip code, maybe even census tract. And depending on the asset, we will only go up to a certain mortgage amount and sometimes maybe even no mortgage amount. You know, it depends on, you know, what we, uh, what we want to get out of it, you know, and just, and there's a lot out there, by the way, that have no mortgage. That's a funny thing too. But yeah. basically we, with all of our data, we have like real quest is really good for the most for like land for what we're using. Honestly, for this kind of product, we really use data tree. So for people, I say that's a great product for this because you can get mortgage information. You can see how low, how long they've had the loan, all that stuff. So, you know, cause you don't want to offer in this example, if they owed 1.1, cause I took out a second, I'm not going to send them an offer. I need Absolutely. to know that they're, you know, they either own it outright or they're at least below 50% or something. So we can, they really can talk. I don't want to deal with the bank. I want to so deal with the seller. Is that how you determine your offer? How, oh, how do we, determining our offer, that's the, I call it the, the Steven magic. So <laughs> it's really true. He just had, he's been doing it since the nineties. And I'll tell you, he's got this amazing knack for it. So he's right now coming in. He, he, he pulls in all the available data out there with uh, comps and algorithms of what it is worth in its current condition. Even everything from there's, it's a, it's a magic sequence of, you know, everything that's out there with Zillow truly and all that. Maybe looking at some comps. Let's see how things are moving in the area days on market. And he'll come in and say, you know what? All right, I'm offering 70% of 
you know, this number that I came up with, what it's worth, I'm going to come in here. Mm -hmm. and those are the offers that go out. So sure, we get some people. It's kind of funny when the mail first hits. <laughs> it's comical because <laughs> I, thank goodness, I'm, I'm a very positive person. And by the way, this is another thing about being a woman. This is the best thing because the mail hits. The very first things people open these offers, and of course, several of them are offended. <laughs> and <what do> <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, we call it the hate, and it's so funny. So they open these offers, and they are like speed dialing on the phone, right? And then they get me, and I have a smile on my you know, face, and I'm all happy. Talk about taking the wind out of their sails. <laughs> it's just real. But that's one of the things about we the women in this, in this world. I can get away with this stuff. So yeah. I'm like, and I answered, this is Jill. And they're like, taken aback that A, I answered, B, I'm a woman, a woman and, and I'm smiling and I'm happy. And it's the name on the thing. They're like, oh, are you Jill DeWitt? I'm like, yeah, I am Jill DeWitt. Yes. And then they're like, okay, well, we got to talk about this offer. All right. And that starts it going. And I swear, it's just, just even those ones, even if it's they're, they're mad about the offer, there's sometimes juice there. You know, I'm like, all right. What if I screwed up the offer? Do you even want to sell? We have that conversation. Mm. What do I do? This number doesn't work for me, but this does. All right. Now let's talk about it. And that's how it goes. And I'm curious to, to see the next step. So you get to them on, on the phone. What is your next step? Do you, do you send somebody else there to check the, the condition of the house to see if it really matches or if the house is still there at all? Exactly. You know? How does Great it work? That's an awesome question. So it's uh, in the assets that I'm doing right now, I have two scenarios. The assets that I'm doing right now today, I don't need to do that because we're pretty much buying it for the dirt. Um, we know we're going to tear it down. We, we know it's possible there. I don't, it doesn't really, we don't really care about it. And I feel a little bad, you know, because I know some of the, the people I know, they're like, but I had architectural digest in my house you know, 20 years ago. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, I'm sure it's beautiful and I'm sure it was beautiful 20 years ago, but this is today, you know, kind of thing. So um, I don't really need to do that. So, but on the ones like uh, where we physically buy the assets, I still don't act until I have a dollar amount that we agree on. But then I do send someone out and I do have them do it. But it's all really fast, by the way, because we all know time kills deals. So say it's a, a single family home that, that uh, is going to be renovated or something. We need to see its current condition. I do have what we call them boots on the ground. And I send them out hopefully that day or the next day. And if I don't have that signed purchase agreement, they're picking up that signed purchase agreement. They're getting eyes on the asset and they're arranging an inspection, which we pay for, by the way. Wow. That's great. Yeah. In, in all of these, so I want to circle back on a few things. My, my mind always goes in like three directions of questions I want to ask, yeah. but circle back <laughs> on direct mail, because I think, okay. you know, when we go, when we talk a lot of, with investors and even ourselves, uh, you know, you, you have varying, degree, varying opinions of whether it's effective yeah. or not. Right. And, you know, in talking with some folks, they still say it's extremely effective. Other people uh, are, are doing other strategies. So I'd love to get your take because, because clearly you've mastered that front end. Right. And I love yeah. that you're, you're, customers are developers, which is really a whole other strategy. I love that. That's, right. you know, sidebar, but direct mail. So tell us a little, a little bit about your experience with it. How effective is it in today's market, especially in the hot market we're all in, right? Everyone wants a deal, you know, has it depend? Cause you've, you've been in all those types of uh, markets. So tell us a little more about it and what, 
pros and cons as well as um, things that women listening need to put in place to be effective with their direct mail? Right. Well, I'll tell you, the easiest way to say is we've only done 16,000 transactions, so I might, I'm still testing it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I read that. I'm like, I got to ask you those questions because you know your stuff, clearly. Well, it, 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 well, it takes 10,000, right, to master. So you <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? I'll let you know at 20,000. That might be next month. But uh, <laughs> I think it's going to work. <laughs> so, so, and so every day, what's funny is we have a show and we talk about this. We have members in our community um, and it's working. It's successful. Um, I, I, I can't stress enough, but what's so funny is there is some weird misconception about it. And I don't know why people are not doing it. And it's every time I go to any time of a big investor uh, meeting or group or something, you ask some of these heavy hitters, they do see the value of direct mail and they're doing it, but it may not be their primary focus. I'm like, why are you guys not pouring more money into this? It works. It's the best thing. And I, and I was, it's, it's, again, it gets my phone ringing. I'm not kidding how many people, if they don't answer that day, they see your offer. It sings, you know, it's a very good offer. They put it in their uh, file and what, cause once you start this too, it never stops. I mean, I'm getting calls back from 2000 and you know, six. Wow. Offer. And I think yeah. it's also about managing expectations because it's a numbers game, right? I mean, I'm sure you, you would know better than me. I, I haven't, there's no way I've done 16,000 transactions. So you would know better than me, but it's a numbers game. And even if you, you know, the woman listening may not be looking anywhere near that volume of transaction, they want to get a few deals going. They want to maybe scale their business, what have you. Right. What are the biggest things they need to do when they are doing direct mail? And I'm just curious to hear like some of the things that you've found to be, okay, don't do this, do this. Or is there just a few suggestions that have really worked for you, you know, you and your team? Yeah. Get, get your hands on really good data. That's, that's the number one thing. You don't want to waste your time or your money or your energy getting a list somewhere. You don't know if it's going to hit the right person and you don't have all the data that you need at your fingertips. So you want to be very strategic you know, you should, we all know where we want to buy uh, an asset right now. I'm sure you guys are, you know, hitting certain mm -hmm. uh, areas and zip codes or even uh, neighborhoods um, and, or subdivisions. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to get your hands on that data very quickly and put some offers together and cheaply get them in the mail. And that's what you do. And I'm curious to, to know what differentiates your mailing from the regular standard yellow letters that I'm sure the homeowners yep. get all the time. Yep. You know, what's interesting. There's, there, there's two things that I get that people tell me every single time. Number one, I've never had a very professional, uh, letter, um, an introduction like you sent. And ours is a two page. The first page tells about us a little bit about, Here's how we found your information. It's public, you know, assessor data. This hard. So it calms them down. And by the way, here's who we are. You know, look me up. We've been in the business forever. You know, that's on the front page. And the second page is a purchase agreement with a dollar amount and a place for them to sign it and send it back. And they say thank you too because I've never had an offer with an amount on it. This is why I'm calling. So many people call me just to kind of go, how'd you get this number? You know, they're so intrigued mm -hmm. and I get, it's wonderful. And people, I still, every time I get a sticky note on my front door, I'm like, oh, I can save this guy, you know, <laughs> but, 
like, because you know they're doing it wrong. Wow. And, and by the way, I was to say too, we can share this template. We have a company called Offers to Owners. It's offers in the number two owners. We have our own direct mail company, so I can get it out cheaply, and I can help everybody else get it out cheap too. Nice. And I, there's free templates on there, so people can see my land template and my house template right there, mm. and just go copy it, download it, change it, make it yours. That's awesome. And you said that you got offer um, people calling you back from offers you sent in 2006. So how often do you send the mail? Is like five times, seven times, a hundred times? How until they they say, listen, if you send me one more time, something's gonna happen. How often? you know what? Oh, we we never hit the the same person uh, twice. Honestly, we're moving mm. on to a different area. So there's so much out there. I don't need to hit the same person twice. So wow. they save it. Mm -hmm. Wow. They save it and that's it. You're looking for a situation too. That's the thing. You're looking mm. for somebody that gets your offer today. And you know what? The kids are gone. Uh, they don't want to remodel anyway. They know they can get this dollar, but I, uh, that involves renovating the kitchen and cleaning out the garage. And they're staring at my offer. They're talking to me on the phone. They're looking me up. They know like, all right, you know what? We do want to cash out and, and, and I can follow through and I, I do pay cash and I, I can close quick. And the other thing is that I want to stress for, for uh, everyone listening. The, for me, I found just the, as much as you can, well, two parts, talk to them, you know, like they're your friend or your neighbor or they're like us, you know, and to make it easy for them. Don't talk over their heads, you know, tell them how easy it's going to be and follow through. Yeah. Do what you say you're going to do. Right. That's, that's, isn't that a concept? <laughs> yeah, right? Isn't that a crazy concept to actually do what you say you're going to do? Um, exactly. Tell us about the calls you've had with really difficult people that have called you maybe certain names um, because, you know, <laughs> you're so polite, um, you know, you're predators. So and I mean, there's some really nasty names that, that people like us are called all of us, I yeah. say in terms of co the collective investor community, I think there are right. some people that are just shysters. I will say that. Um, I, I don't think that's the majority. I think there are a lot right. of good people who are trying to do win-wins. I know a lot of them. And so do you, Jill yeah. being in the business. And so do you, Andresa. Um, so, <laughs> so, however, though, you know, we don't, especially as women, right? We don't want to come across as predators. We don't want to come across as trying to take advantage of people. These are the things we teach our kids not to be, right? So it's a, it's a sticky one. I think it's stickier for women more than men because, you know, I don't know. I don't know if a lot of guys are going to be offended if they're called those things. I do know a lot of women who are, actually. And right. I think we work really hard as women to work on our character and who we are right. as people. So those conversations you've had with people who may, may have called you some nasty, nasty things that are, quite honestly are all about them. They're not about you. We all know that. But it's hard oh, yeah. to hear those. It's hard to hear those things. And how have you, how have you moved through that? How have you just you know, kept going. What did you say in that conversation? I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I mean, you've had to have calls like that because of the amount of oh, transactions yeah. you've had. And we have recently, you know, more and more conversation, especially in our investor Facebook community, um, 
a lot of women are struggling with this. They've, they've, they've yeah. gotten called certain names and they're just trying to help the community. And it's, it's a real issue for, for some women. So I'm curious to hear your perspective because I think your perspective is so, so key here because of, <laughs> of what you've been through. So share this a little bit about those conversations and also how have you moved through getting called names that are just not true? Right. You know, I, it's funny. I don't, I, I, by the time they get me on the phone and for some reason my voice and I'm smiling all the time, it really calms them down. But sure, there's going to be some people, they're, they're mad and they want to voice their opinion. I get it. So I listen to them. I don't take it personally. And I try, I, I make it a challenge on my own to try to turn the call around. I really do. And if they think I missed a zero on the end of the number or two zeros, whatever, whatever crazy thing they've got in their head, we all think our asset is priceless. But I, I say, all right, I, I, boy, clearly I goofed that one up. What should it be? You know, kind of thing. And it was so funny. I had this guy from New York the other day. It cracks me up. And we record these, by the way. I haven't, I haven't known that they're, they're recorded real quick on, on the inbound. And I share them in our community. So if people want to listen to these calls, they're out there. If you go look me up, you'll find them comical to listening to some of these. And I'm trying to turn them around. Or even the good people, when I'm talking to them and I'm negotiating the price, I'm sharing those calls so people can hear them. Um, but I had this guy from New York, and he was mad. And it was, of course, because it was an asset here in California that I sent him an offer on, and it got to him there. Um, and he's like, okay, you are way off the whole thing. And I'm like, you know, I get it. I'm sorry. You know, and I'm just like, the, the bottom line is, do you even really want to sell? That's the only question. Do you want to sell? Yes or no. And if so, what is your bottom number? I'm not up here. I'm down here. That kind of thing. And he wasn't interested. So I hung up, called me back. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> he actually called me back to apologize. I'm like, I've never had that. That just happened the other day. It was the nicest thing. He's like, you know what? I just had to tell you, you were so nice to me. I'm not this guy. Look, I know you're doing your thing. I don't want to sell. You know, that's the bottom line. And I, I really appreciate what we're trying to do here. I'm like, hey, and by the way, so here's what I do too. I would say, all right, even though you don't want to sell today, you know who I am now. Please put this in your file. Call me in two years or five, whatever it is. I'm still going to be here. And, and maybe the time is right and we'll talk about the offer then. He's like, you know what? Done. And I kind of made a friend. So for our business, I think the best thing that we can do, well, A, obviously, always use the fact that we're women. I think it's just putting us on the front line. Um, any man that doesn't have one of us in his world is missing out because having us on the front line is phenomenal here. Yeah. Uh, we all know that. That's why we're all here. But, <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so, um, so use that. Uh, and then also, um, don't, don't get offended, um, power through. I just, I stay positive and I make my conversations quick. Mm. So whether you're calling out or calling in, I, I'm just kind of want to quickly get the business just out there. I don't, so I, we did a, I was talking to someone the other day and he said, Jill, I was, he was so interested. He says it's the way he's been doing deals is like calling and finding them and going at it this way. He's like, and I have a team of people that call people in the area. He's like, I'm building the rapport and then I'm getting the offer in there. He said, I was so intrigued by the way you do it, Jill, because Interesting. you get the offer in there first 
Then you build a rapport. I'm like, that's exactly right. And it's so much easier. Wow. So I'm talking to a lot less people, 17,000. So here's what happened. 17,000 hit. I probably got, it's been uh, about two weeks now that the calls have been coming in. I've probably taken 100 to 200 phone calls and I've got about 50 deals that I'm sorting through right now. And I'm not done. I mean, this is just, just getting into the mailer. Wow. Love it. A lot. I remember I had, um, a situation where I, I got a call and it was a multifamily and the lady could care less what, what I was saying. And she was just very mad. And I was just like, okay, I got, mm -hmm. I got what you're saying. And then she's like, hang up on my face. And then exactly. I was like, okay, 10 minutes later, she called back and yes. she was like, I am, I'm not interested in selling. Uh, but if I was interested in selling, how much is your offer? There you go. So it's kind of like they start thinking about, hold on, let, let me start, you know, thinking what's going on here. And you touch base in a very important topic, which sometimes many of us struggle with. If you're a man, if you're a woman, it's about negotiation right? Yeah. So what is your best negotiation strategies? I, you know, I, I don't negotiate a, not, a lot. That's really my strategy. I have a number that I come in with and I really mean that number. Okay. They call me back. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. So then if it doesn't work, I find out what is their bottom number. Last thing I want to do is go back and forth. Well, how, what would you spend? You could be in a, in a, you're, then you find yourself negotiating with yourself and you don't want to do that. You don't want to say, well, I'd spend 1.4 million. No, not enough. Okay. 1.45. No, not enough. I don't, you don't want to keep doing that. Got him. So you really talk to them and say, all right, $985,000 didn't work for you. We get it. What number does work for you? Keep in mind, here's who I am. You know, here's how fast I'm going to close. I'm going to take care of this, 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 and this. You don't have to remodel the kitchen, clean out the garage, have an open house. Um, no commissions are involved because I'm not, I'm, I'm the buyer. You're the seller. We don't have any agent thing going on there. So everybody, you know, we are saving that money there and they go, all right. And they all, you know what? They all have a number in their head. They all know. They all go, all right. You know what? Um, I, for, for 1.1, 1 .1, um, that would work. And I thank you. That's what I needed. Now I go back and see if I say, you know, give me a day or two and let me go see if I can make that work. Even in offline in my head, I already know that it's going to work, but sometimes I hang up and just let them sit for a day or two. Cause I want them to feel like I'm doing my due diligence and I, and I'm checking things out. You know, there's just some things I do check out. Sure. Um, anyway, but I want to think I'm really putting my heart and soul on this when I call them back and give them the green light or not. And that's, and that's the only way too, I can go through so many deals so fast. If I was really spending a lot of time on everyone, I wouldn't get as many deals done. Yeah. And that, that was my other question too. So like if you said then you're, you're assessing 50 deals right now, is that what you said? Yeah. Or, okay. So at the end of the day, a 17,000 mailer for you is going to produce how many deals would you say? Probably five. Five is a good, probably around there. I think at yeah. the end of the day, I mean, five right now. That doesn't mean what's going right. to keep trickling down the fact because that's, that's the only problem with this. I, I have no way of really gauging, you know, a call came in from a, a mailer four years ago. I don't go back and update the numbers. Sure, sure. <laughs> because when I, when I, when I think about 17,000, I think about 
<laughs> Unfortunately, where my head goes is the cost, right? Because I'm just pretty cheap. But um, <laughs> I was going to say, sorry, that, that that's something I'm working on. But but, but let's yeah. put that on the side. But but it is there's a cost there, right? There's a you know for 17,000 mailers, right? To 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 do that whole process. Now, obviously, you guys own a direct mail company, which is awesome, which makes complete sense. And obviously, you can really leverage costs and, and energy. For those listening that can't, that aren't going to own their own direct mail company right now, right? Or they want to produce one to two deals every quarter, say. That's a probably fair average investor, right? I'm talking totally average. I, you know, there's people doing much more volume, much less volume. They have a full-time job, part-time job, all the stuff that women are kind of circling. But if you want to produce, say, four to eight deals a year, again, that might be low. I don't, it doesn't really matter just for the conversation. How many mailers do they really need to do? Like, what is that? What is an appropriate amount? Because that's something I, I don't personally have a head, my head around. And when I hear 17,000, it seems a little, whoa, it's a lot. So is yes. that really the number? Is it a different number? Like, what has been your experience to really produce? Is it just less calls? I mean, I'm just curious to get your input. Do you really need to do that many? Now, for houses, we traditionally have found that for about every 3,000 units of mail that go out, you're going to buy a house at your number. And I mean, really good numbers. You could buy more, but we pretty we usually come in pretty hot. So, and what does that cost to me? So, um, we have the data down to three, or excuse me, 10 cents a record. So, 3,000 units, I mean, that's $300. That's not a lot. Now, and then our mail, we have our mail costs to right around 50 cents a unit. So that's wow. low too. So really, and, and we share this with the planet, by the way, this is not just us. This is, yeah. you know, you can go to, you know, go to Land Academy or House, it's for House Academy and have access to all this stuff um, at, at our prices. And that's one of the things that we do too, by the way. Um, we share it with the planet. You know, I'm having so much fun. There's enough deals to go around. We're killing it. And we built up this community. And one of the things that we do is we share access to the data and access to direct mail and access to all these tools that you don't usually have access to unless you're a pro and you're in it or you know what you're doing. You have a lot of money to get these subscriptions. They're not cheap. So yeah. becoming licensed providers, I've been able to, to kind of bring the cost down for everybody and share it with the planet. So that's, so that's the number. So when you think about, all right, gosh, so for less than, you know, think about us under $2,000 all in, you know, mail-in data. Yeah, that's a great You can buy an mm -hmm. SFR that you're hopefully making $30,000, dollars $50,000 on. That makes sense. Done. Yeah. And I think, wow. I think to know your numbers, like you just kind of rattled off and to know what it's yeah. going to cost you, you know, to, to people need to think that way. You know, it's really, exactly. it becomes down to the numbers. Okay. It's going to cost me X to, 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 to get this opportunity. Okay. So I want eight of those opportunities. Then you have to work backwards. You know, it's really not that, I mean, I'm really not that smart, but it just, it's literally breaking it down. But I think having those ballparks is a really helpful. Yeah. I mean, obviously the, the pros like yourself have those to the, to the, to the T and as women are growing in this area and they want to do more of this because on the front lines, you're right. Women have such an advantage. They have an advantage in a lot of ways. I'm biased, of course, exactly. because <laughs> our focus for our show and our community is helping women, <laughs> but you know, it, there are tons of advantages and, but you know, it's yeah. really helping them move through that and say, okay, um, what do those numbers look like and how do you do enough that you don't get disappointed when you don't get the call back or whatever it might be. Um, you know, it's just going to come after because of the things you just said. Like I have someone call me five years ago. Um, love that. 
you just keep sending more, you know, just keeps, if you, if you don't have enough deal flow, big deal, send more mail. And you don't, you know, and if you, and one deal doesn't go that, that great, you, you goofed up something, who flipping cares? Send more deal, send, send more mail. And, and the way we buy it, that's the thing too, the way we're buying them, we're buying them undervalued in its current condition. So I win today, you know, and my buyer, you know, who I'm selling it to, um, they win too. I, and that's my goal, by the way. One of the things too is we're not here to maximize uh, profits. I'm not here to reset the market. I'm here to do volume mm. and be very transparent about that. And everybody wins. And I have a awesome. lot of buyers that are like, okay, Jill, you know, I need more. Like, okay. It's like, it's like a little bit of a junkie thing, you know? <laughs> so Jill, for all the other, the ladies that are in other states, they're not in California and they might be doing smaller deals, either single family or a small multi. Would you say yeah. that that uh, the strategy also works for them? Would, would yeah. the letter also works for them or is they need to uh, tweak things around? It works everywhere. It works everywhere in every market and you don't have to be in that market. But if you're not in that market, you want to have somebody there. You do want to have, you're doing it. Say you're, you know, you're living here and uh, buying properties in Arizona. Phoenix is hot. So you do want to have a family friend or somebody, maybe hopefully somebody in the business, but someone that you trust who's going to be your boots on the ground, who's going to, when the mail hits, that they're going to go in, meet with the sellers, make them feel real good, get the signed purchase agreement, take the pictures for you, set up the inspection. So we do assets. We do this all over the country and I never see them. I never step foot in them. So I just, I went back in uh, January actually and was hitting an area. I, I took a camera guy with me. We made a whole little video out of it because I was, you know, we we're just getting ready to launch our house academy program. And I said, you know, let's go look at some of these things. And that was the first time I'd ever seen them. <laughs> you know? It was so funny. I'm like, wow, look how great this is. And, and look what these people have done with this property. And Boy, one was this, this amazing flipper and she just made it gorgeous. And, and it was great because when I went back there, she had just, this was the best one too. Like I bought it, this asset for like 200 and I don't know, $250,000, something like that. She went in and put like $70,000 into it. And, and then she put it on the market for between four and $500,000. And I got to, I was just in town at that time. And I'm like, Hey, can we meet and you give me a tour? It's like, sure. And it was so great seeing what she had done uh, with this renovation. And I'm talking, I'm like, okay, look, you will, we've been doing this for a while together. And I asked her, I'm like, why are you doing what I do? You know, you could even make more money or save more money mm -hmm. by finding the asset the way I do. And she's like, you know what, Jill, you're just so good at it. It's not my thing. I'm happy buying it from you. I love the renovation part. I love doing this. I love that. You know, I love dealing with the end buyer and this is, this is my thing. I'm like, great. We have a beautiful relationship. I love that. We need more Jill's on the East coast too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I can help. <laughs> but it's also what you're saying is so helpful because I know you've had a successful partnership and you know, grown, grown this thing together and really being able to know where you're, you know, what, what your business strength is and then be able to, to align. I mean, 
in this market or any market, having people that can go find the deal, have the direct mail process in place is so valuable. People have always asked, my husband and I, as we got started, do you do, you do wholesaling? Um, I'm like, no, I think we've tried direct mail once because it's just not our thing. Because it's, it's something you need to perfect. It's something you need to be good at and you need to do it over and over, like you said, over and over and over again. Keep doing it. It doesn't stop. And we were never great at it, to be honest. So we like to work with others who do do that. You know, that's yeah. more our strategy as well. Wouldn't want to take that on so I could save a few dollars. That's where I'm, I'm smart in some ways in that, in, in that <laughs> sense, Andressa, by the way. But, but you have to, you have to really have, know where your strength, your business strength is. We talk about personal strength, but what is your business strength? And then to have really good partners, quote unquote, partners okay. around you. You know, it's not just about the saving of the money, but it's your time and energy. I mean, it's worth it, right? I mean, for us too, to work with folks who bring us deals. It's worth it. And they're, they're bringing us value. Why wouldn't we want to pay them? As long as it's reasonable, of course, you know? I'll tell you, Liz, I don't know. I, I mean, we have so many people in our community and house academy that are really new to this, have never done direct mail, and they're doing just fine. Because we, yeah. we teach them every little thing to do that. Yeah, you know, you just, if they want to take it on, it. that's great. And even if you did it all wrong, if you come in, if you... Just skipped along the top, let's just say, and you know, got you got to get your hands on some good data, obviously, and put some offers out there that you know they're below, way below retail. Whatever you're going to spend may not be perfect. Who cares? Just get it out there and get your phone ringing. That's how you start. And you're you're going to go, all right, I'm going to tweak it now. My next sure. year, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to do that. So it's it's not. It's really you don't have to come into this being a pro. And I watch people doing it. And it, it what's so funny is. We have people in our community that I'm like, they're like, oh, I screwed it all up. I'm like, all right, what do you mean you screwed it all up? Oh, well, you know what? I only made 30000 I should have made fifty. I'm like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a big up. problem. <laughs> you know? I'm like, all right, well, oh, gee, I see the problem. I'm like, no, like, you did great. Knock it off. So just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a really good point. And if, if it is something you want to perfect and be better at and really take on in terms of time and energy, then you're right. It's not. Like you're saying, you can learn some key skills, move, move on it and then tweak it. Like we were just, we were just talking with someone else about, um, but if you want to outsource it and it is just not your thing, it's not your, as they say, your jam, <laughs> then, right. then it makes sense to partner with someone or to have someone do that for you. Cause it, you know, may not be the, the time and energy you want to spend. Um, but you have to know that you have to go kind of go within and figure that out either way. Right. Um, Jill, you've been so helpful. I, I, you really expanded my mind around a lot of stuff here. So thank you. <laughs> Selfishly, thank you. But um, where, where, where can the women listening, um, you know, learn more about you? And it sounds like you have some, some really good resources to, to share. Definitely. Please check out houseacademy.com if you need help with that. Or you're looking for anything from houses, multifamily. I mean, bring it up, office buildings. It, it, it all works for that. And then for rural vacant land landacademy.com. And we have an online community if you want to go on both of our sites. We have free online communities. You can get my mailer templates. There's all kinds of free stuff that you'll find. Awesome. And all of this you can find on our show notes. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one, Jill, is what's the most powerful book you have ever read? Always Wayne Dyer. And you know what I come back to because Everything I read by Wayne Dyer reminds me to, no matter what's going on in my world, you're supposed to be here right now and everything's okay. <laughs> wow. I love that. I don't think I 
I came, nobody ever mentioned that book before. Oh, and I, I didn't, it. I don't have it on my, on my list. Oh, so here you go. I, <laughs> I got to see him speak a few years ago and he passed, he passed yeah. on though. Really, really neat man. Awesome. Yeah. The second question is what's the most powerful routine you do to create a financially free and balanced life? Enjoy where I live. You know what? I take breaks all the time. I live at the beach, as you can see behind me. Yes, um, we can. Not a green screen. <laughs> not a green screen. I'm so lucky to live here on a strand in Southern California. And I take breaks often and just enjoy uh, where I live. This has always been my dream. <laughs> awesome. And the last question is, which woman, famous or not, has inspired you the most? You know, I'd have to say uh, Mary Kay. And it's funny because I knew about her and I just recently got into reading uh, a couple of her books. And, and the main book about her whole business model just reminded me that as a woman, I might do it differently. It doesn't mean it's wrong. And she went, you know, at a later in her life age, started this whole company. We all know how big it got, you know, worldwide. And she did it her way and it was so empowering to me and I wish I could have met her and I, I'm uh, in awe by everything that she did and her whole culture and strategy and, and empowering women Very and men. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Jill, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for thank sharing your great knowledge and just, you know, your path and journey and all the neat things you're up to. So thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.